You are listening to the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. I'm James Munster. I'm Josh, too. And you're listening to the Bears Beat right here on KUR. How's it going, Josh? Not too bad, James. How are you? I'm great. I just wanted to say happy birthday. You're 21 today. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm surprised a lot of people actually knew that. I'm genuinely surprised because growing up, not too many people knew when my birthday was, but I I just had the... uh, I woke up this morning and I had my inbox on GroupMe, Discord, text messages, calls, Facebook, just flooded with a lot of well wishes. So, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. How was your Thanksgiving? Before we get into uh, the you know, the actual business part of the show, <laughs> Thanksgiving was great, Josh. You know, it's always nice to take a break from all the academics and stuff. But and that's exactly what I said too. You know, we needed a break. But football. But I was just about to say, our athletics did not catch a break. And how about our football team getting the job done oh, Saturday? Absolutely. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But do you watch a lot of NFL football? Oh, 100%. You know, I mean, my Cowboys, I mean, <laughs> all we do is win, you know. Uh-huh. So you had, you had the three games on Thursday. Then you had the first ever Black Friday game, which, I, is, which I, is interesting. I, I did not like that one bit. I hated the Black Friday idea. I was not a fan. Not a fan. It, I mean, it felt like leftovers of the Thanksgiving football, but you know, that's exactly but, what I said. <laughs> but I'm never gonna like hit on a game, a game of football. You know, football's football no. to me. Absolutely. So. How'd your uh, Ravens do last night? I didn't get to. See. They they handled their business. They're now the number one seed in the AFC. So, really? Yep. Nine and three, Josh. See, the problem is, you know, I mean. For the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC, I mean, we have to basically run through the Eagles to get that number one number one seed, which will not happen, unfortunately. But we'll get number one spot in the wild card, so I'll, I'll take that. But it, it is what it is. But, James, I'm glad your Thanksgiving was well. Hope everything's going great in your world. Um, but, I mean, a lot going on this weekend. A lot. I mean, there's no way to shorten it. I mean, it was... Uh, an action-packed weekend, a lot of great events going on. So, I mean, while we were home, um, you know, spending Thanksgiving with our families, um, that's the reason why uh, we did not cover the football game down in um, Charleston. Um, that was one of the main reasons uh, to, so um, us here at KOR could spend time with our families. We appreciate your continued support. But, I mean, women's basketball was in action, men's basketball was in action, and football, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, on the show, we'll bring Jack Heim and Mitchell Smedley in here to talk about the game. Um, I mean, talk about a turn of events in the matter of four minutes. I mean, yeah, that, we'll, that, we'll is, talk about that, that is how quickly a, a game can change. <clears throat> but, James, I mean, let's start off with basketball, specifically women's basketball. So, I mean, looking at looking at the team, right, a, a lot of rebuilding needed to be done. I mean, you graduated a, a lot of players off last year's roster. I mean, we talked about that in the offseason. We, we even said, you know, look, look, you, you, you need to rebuild of some sort simply because what's coming is you're going to lose a lot of a lot of key components. And it wasn't even last year. It was two years ago as well. But, I mean, you can tell just something is, is different about this team, I would say. I mean, you start off in the MEC PSAC Challenge. You drop the first two, one to Charleston, one to West Virginia State. So um, the Charleston game, 52-49, um, and then West Virginia State, 65-61. 
and then you come back home against Georgian Court, um, which was a game for Kutztown that was um, impressive to say the least. I mean, a lot of great traits shown in that game, uh, 74-66 final. And then you drop your next two. I mean, this. I mean, this game against Buffalo. We'll talk about it in a little bit. I mean, you're going up against a, a Division One school, a Division One team that <clears throat> it technically is an exhibition game. Yeah, but to lose by 40 definitely hurts your soul a little bit. It it, it does, but I mean, they held with the Division One team. But I mean, you lose to Jefferson by six. Um, that was uh, November 18th. That was um, about two weeks ago. Now it seems like forever ago, but. I mean, looking at looking at that Jefferson game though, real quick. I mean, it was a game that Kutztown, I mean, is pretty familiar with, simply because I mean, all of those losses that they had last year were not by big margins. They were by six, five. I would say most of those losses last year were under ten points. And looking again at the schedule this year. You lose the first game against Charleston by three. You lose West Virginia State by four. You beat Georgian Court. You lose to Jefferson by six. I mean, Buffalo, you lose by 40. I mean, they're holding in some of these tight games. It's just a matter of pulling them out at the end that it seems like that's where the problems are starting to arise from, James. Yeah, 100%. Um, I. I remember broadcasting a women's basketball game with you and multiple yes. men's, bas- men's multiple men's basketball games with you last year, and I can 100% attest to what you just said, that both of our basketball programs, they like to start off pretty good early, and then they just can't hold on to close out the games. And and that's exactly what it comes down to, and it's just a matter of you know playing, playing four quarters for basketball, playing two halves for men's basketball. It's just... It's the same story we tell simply with uh, football, you know, playing 60 minutes of football. That's one of our biggest keys, you know, to all of, all of the games that we consistently time in and time out talk about. Um, but, I mean, just looking at the at the season, I mean, they're 1-3 right now. I, I would say their record doesn't speak for how solid of a team they actually are because two of those lo- one of those losses, I mean, they lost by six to Jefferson. And that was here at Kutztown. The Buffalo game, you're going up against a Division One school. You're honestly just trying your best at that point. I mean, you can only do so much. I mean, a Division One school going against a Division Two school, I mean, to lose by 40, that's not horrible. It's not great, but you, you kind of take what you can get, but I mean, we'll talk about this Jefferson game coming up in a little bit, but a quick announcement from the KUR Notebook. Want to join a fun campus club? Join KUR Fun Events, great friends, and an opportunity to play your favorite tunes of weight. Email KUR at kutztown.edu. That's KUR at kutztown.edu. For more information, this message of community interest is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. I'm Josh Toot. And I'm James Munster. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on KUR 1670 AM, the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. James, let's start to take a deeper dive into their previous game, which was yesterday uh, against Buffalo, uh, members of the MAC Conference, a Division One program that was up in Buffalo, Kutztown making the drive up to New York. Indeed. And Buffalo, they are D1 schools, so obviously a tough task to ask of Kutztown not to mention right too, off the bat. Not to mention, too, they're 5-1 and one That's on what the I was season. just about to say, Josh. They are a Division One team that 
is actually very solid as well coming in 5-1 out of the MAC conference. So obviously this was an exhibition game. Doesn't go on Kutztown's record, but I guess we'll do a little deep dive into how our Golden Bears performed against a Division One team, which is very interesting. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, I mean, looking at this game, so Kutztown 47 points to uh, Buffalo's 87 points. So, I mean, let's take a deeper dive into Kutztown. So, the first game, Abby Hearn. I mean, she's a returner, obviously. She's um, all all five of these seniors are returning or returnees, excuse me. Casey Romaldi, Shannon Romaldi, Zero Zerman, Nia Pulliam, and Abby Hearn. Not to mention, those are five big leaders on the Kutztown Golden Bears team that we mentioned last season needed to have a big season if Kutztown wanted to be somewhat successful. I mean, they needed to have a, a big season. And Abby Hearn stepping up once again. I mean, with 11 points, a block, um, an assist, two rebounds. I mean, that's not bad. That's not a bad stat line against the Division One school. That really isn't. But looking at uh, Nia Pulliam, seven points, a steal, zero rebounds. The biggest rebounder of them all was Casey Romoli. I mean, she's she's arguably one of the biggest leaders on the team. I mean, she was on that 21 season when they made that great run in the NCAA playoffs. I mean, she's we, we actually had her, I think it was about a year or two ago here on the Bears Beat for an interview. Um, it was a pleasure interviewing her. Um, and I mean, she like I, like I mentioned, James. She's just one of these big leaders. And what we're seeing on this starting five, five of five are returning. It's and even to when you go to the bench. I mean, Bella Curry's returning. Layla Hurley's returning. Sydney Pearson's returning. Olivia Smellis is returning. So, of a eleven man roster, you have nine members that are all returning. You only you you bring in only two new. Two new players and in Taylor Gersh and uh, uh, Alicia Under Underkoffer. I mean, you bring in only two new names. That's that's not a bad rebuilding season for Kutztown when you're returning nine of eleven. That's not bad. No, this this team is has experience. Like you mentioned, a lot of uh, seniors returning. You know, they're going to have those veteran veterans on the team, and we know how good this team was a couple years ago. Like you mentioned, they t- made a deep run in the playoffs and. This is a solid team that even though they're starting off the season 1-3, they still have a full season ahead of them to make a run for the PSAC and maybe another shot at the NCAA tournament. But, yeah, I think this team has a lot of potential, and I can't wait to see what they do. Especially, I mean, they definitely have more at stake than the men's team, as maybe we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. They're more at the rebuilding. They're more in a rebuilding position than the women's basketball team, but... Yeah, I'm excited to see what, what this team can do. I am too. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of positives with this team. I mean, an 87-47 final score. That's I mean, it's not going to leave a, a good taste in your mouth. What I, it's just for the experience. You go to go, you yeah. get to go to Buffalo. You get to play a Division one team. It doesn't go against your record. No, but so I, I mean, and and looking at it too. I mean, it's it's a great experience. I mean, you're playing in a Division one court up in Buffalo. Did you ever see a picture of their court, um, Alumni Arena? I've not. Well, look up a picture. It's it's really it's actually really nice. I looked up a picture, and it was actually believe it or not covered on ESPN Plus. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, that's good experience. I mean, that's a once in a lifetime experience for these guys. I mean, it's it's and it's not like they haven't um, you know seen experiences like this before. I think it was the season right before COVID. They played um, another Division One school. I can't remember who though. I'm gonna look it up real 
We're going to try to look it up real quick. But, I mean, it was Penn State. Was, oh, my goodness. It was Penn State. And they didn't lose that bad either. 64-44. They only lost by 20. That's, that is pretty good. And that and was Iona's a D one two, so they played two Division one schools that year to start off the to start off the season. So I mean, just look. Dare I say I'm getting ahead of myself? But the season's not over yet. It's basketball is a long season, so don't look at this one and four, one and three record and say, you know, the season's the season's already over. No, We're gonna no, have a long season. They'd, no, they didn't even start PSAC play in. For audience listening, the first home game is this Friday at 3 p.m. against Edinburgh for the first PSAC game of the season. This is when things start to get serious. And I don't know about you, Josh, but maybe we could try and make an appearance to see if this this is the game to, for them to prove that they are the real deal coming into this season. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try to make it out. Um, I know the December 2nd game against Mercyhurst, uh, KWR is going to try to bring coverage um, to that. We're doing almost like a, a sp- Split squad, like like you hear in baseball terms, we're doing a split squad uh, with KUR. We're bringing one of our newest members of the team, um, Tommy. Um, he is going to be c- covering that one. Uh, while hopefully uh, the four of us, um, me, you, um, Jack, and Mitch, uh, make the trip out to Slippery Rock. But that's coming up in a little bit. We'll talk about that. So be on the lookout um, for this Saturday um, coverage of the Mercyhurst doubleheader um, live on KUR. Um, your sports leader in Berks County. So look out for that on all of our social medias. But, yeah, we are definitely looking into um, our basketball continued coverage. Um, I know we did a lot of games last year. I'm looking, We're starting to look into more of that as football is slowly starting to wind down. So be on the lookout for that. But um, one thing I, I we, we didn't get to talk about um, last week, James, was uh, the fact that um, Nia Pulliam um, last week Got PSAC East Athlete of the Week, and James, I was, t- I know, yep. I know. Um, in weeks past, we've been talking about a couple of these key players, and Nia Pulliam's one of them. I mean, even her freshman year, she was a big part of that twenty-one team when they made that great run through the NCAA playoffs. So, I mean, hats off to Nia Pulliam for getting these honors. And honestly, I'm not shocked that she's getting these honors. I am not one bit because she is an unbelievable player to watch. She, I mean, she's one of the key components of the Golden Bears women basketball program. So, um, yeah, yeah, shout out to Nia Pullman. I was, I was just going to list some stats. Um, freshman year, like you mentioned, she was on that team that they went deep in the playoffs. She she, st- she played in 32 of the 33 games that season, um, averaged 8.2 points per game, 3.2 rebounds per game, and .9 assists per game, and finished with 15 blocks and 14 steals. And, of course, that's, that's an amazing stat line to have as a freshman. But coming into her sophomore year last year, um, definitely the team as a whole took a step back, but she definitely made a huge leap. She played in all 30, 30 games. She had a team-high 11 points per game, four rebounds per game, and two, averaging about two assists per game. Um, she also had 15 blocks, 17 steals, and finished all PSAC East first team. So, like you said, she made PSAC player the week last week, and this seems to be an amazing season for her already. Yeah, she's already starting to step up big time, James, uh, for the program. But, James, before we take our first break of the hour, um, some closing thoughts on the women's basketball program. Well, like you, like we've been talking about, first PSAC game of the year against East Edinsboro this Friday. I can't wait to go and check them out, see what they are looking like. And, yeah, I hope they get the win. Yeah, it would definitely be nice. Um, a nice little send-off um, before we hopefully make the trip out to um, – 
Slippery Rock for the Super Region 1 Championship. But, um, James, I would definitely say, uh, just a closing thought, season's not over yet. It's a long season. Oh, 100%. And they're just gearing up for battle at this point. But, James, we unfortunately do have to take our first break of the hour. Coming up, men's basketball discussion. And we're going to get into some football discussion. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Kutztown, stay with us. Bears Beat right here on KUR, the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR. Kutztown, before the break, women's basketball discussion, what they got coming up. It's time to, uh, James, sort of say flip the script. Yeah, same sport, but different team, men's basketball now. Men's basketball getting their season underway and... <clears throat> I mean, we talked about men's basketball as well. I mean, they were another team that are are just starting to um, rebuild as well. It just seems like every season they have a, a different roster. I mean, it, it just does seem like that. So, I mean... Yeah, the first thing I noticed about this team is definitely a couple transfers. I think the biggest loss is Kyle Whippen, that big, tall guy that was in the paint that really was a factor. And... um. Also, a couple key veterans leaving that we can talk about, like uh, Generate and Robert Tucker. But yeah, those just just such such a just such, uh, fumbling my words here. A lot of um, bad losses to this team when it comes to players. So definitely a rebounding rebuilding year. Yeah, I would definitely say so as well. I I definitely think like and you already mentioned it. I mean, with Robert Tucker, Kyrie Generate. Um, losing those two key pieces I would definitely say those are two of your biggest losses but I mean they had a really good recruiting class as well I mean you get Brent Ricketts um out of out of Delaware you get Jay McGee you get a couple of other key guys you get uh Yamir Satterfield um state champion from Imatep Charter I mean James I don't know if you know a lot about high school basketball I mean Imatep Charter one of the top top programs in the in the District 12 of the PIAA. Uh, Juju Pecan, you got him coming here. You got Amir Cunningham. You got Tyler Koning. And, I mean, you, you already mentioned about uh, Kyle Whippen. I mean, I think they replaced him pretty well with Tyler. I mean, 6'9", 225. I mean, that's... that's he's, wow. He does a lot of works in the paint. I mean, you also have Charlie Bell, the fourth, coming from Miami, Florida. Wow, Miami, Florida to Kutztown, PA. What a switch. He, I mean, I mean, he went to school in, in PA um, at the Phelps School. Um, but Mikai Schellingford, you got him from Penn Wood, another top program in Philadelphia. And then you got the transfer from Adelphi, uh, Connor Murphy, another 6'8", 225. I just want to list off some of these heights and sizes from some of these players. Mikai Schellingford, 6'8", 200 pounds. Charlie Bell, 6'4", 200 Mira Cunningham, 6'6", 215. Um, Ryan Glassbacker returning, 6'6", 200. Jay McKee, 6'5", 200. Um, I mean, so, I mean, you did mention we did lose a little bit of size with Robert Tucker and um, Kyle Whippen, but I th- I think they pretty much replaced that pretty well, James. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> good, recor- good recruiting class, it seems like. <clears throat> but... And- yeah, I still some key losses. I also um, wanted to mention that Josh Samick graduated as well. He yes. was he was he was fun to watch and a great uh, great transfer from Westchester that played here last year. But yeah, <clears throat> definitely a young team. Um, these recruits that came in have to perform well if they want the season to be great. But as I was just about to say, their season has not been so great so far. 
Yeah, I mean, one and four record on the year, and I, I feel like we're going to tell the same story with women's basketball. I mean, it's a long season. You don't start your PSAC play until this Friday against Edinburgh and then Mercyhurst on Saturday. Um, the men's basketball game is most likely, that's the game that's going to be covered on KUR um, if we don't cover the doubleheader itself, simply because um, we're trying to work out um, all the details with football. Um, we're really looking to try to cover that game as it's the Super Region 1 final. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I mean, you, the only win you got is fr- from November 10th um, against Elizabeth City State in that PSACCIAA Challenge. Um, and then I mean, after, first after, game of the season, though, so you started off the season strong. And you just dropped the next four. I mean, it's just... And, and I mean, we've seen this with Kutztown, where they've got on a streak of a couple wins. They, they're they starting to string the wins together, and then they just drop a couple. And right now, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Kutztown just started to string some wins together, because, it, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, it... it and you've... And we've... And James, we've seen it several times happen we've we've we have yeah Kutztown tends to go on these hot streaks of win after win uh, or it's loss after loss but after four straight losses you gotta switch 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 things around this Friday against Edinburgh especially first game of PSAC play these these are when the games really start to matter when it comes to making the PSAC playoffs and they 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 were so close to making the playoffs last year we talk about them making these streaks of runs streaks of wins and Josh, I remember they were, were they were really hot at the end of last season, yeah. getting a lot of wins. We were talking maybe this they can sneak their way into a low seed in the playoffs, and they just missed it, um, heartbreaking way to end the season. But I really want to see this team make the playoffs, but I don't know if it's going to be this year. But it all starts Friday against Edinburgh. Um, I'm really hoping they can start this the PSAC season off strong. But yeah, that's my take on everything. And like. Just looking at this Goldie Beacom game that they dropped one ten to seventy eight. I mean, on Tuesday, right? Uh, most yes. most recently, yeah. That's yes, yes. On um, that would be Tuesday, November twenty first. Um, I mean, looking at the starting five: Jalen Bryant, Cameron Roberts, Ryan Glassbacker. You're returning three of five starters right there. So, I mean, you do add your Mayor Satterfield and Amir Cunningham to the starting lineup, but. I mean, you're asking a lot from these returners. I mean, Jalen Bryan, 18 points, um, two rebounds. Cameron Roberts, 12 points, three ra- three rebounds. Excuse me. Ryan Glassmacher with a rebound, 11 points. Um, Yamir Satterfield, 10.6 rebounds. Mayor um, Cunningham, two rebounds, two points. Um, I mean, your biggest rebounder is Jay McKee, and he had five on the day, eight points. And then after that, the rebounds were kind of sprinkled. I would say Brent Ricketts Jr. had a... Good amount of rebounds himself with four. Um, but, I mean... But, I, I mean, just looking at it, 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 it doesn't look that bad yet. And I'm really excited, the same story, you know, with women's basketball. I'm excited to see how they do this Friday to start off PSAC play. Yeah, like, this is when it when it becomes the real deal. You know, you mess around with the first couple of games playing some teams from the CIAA and... Some other schools that aren't in your conference, but this Friday is when the PSAC play comes, and this is when the games really matter to make that playoff run. And that is something I'm very excited about to see if they can finally push into the playoffs for the first time while I'm here at Kutztown. And another thing I'm excited about, Josh, is this player, Jalen Bryant. I remember, oh I remember, we were broad- a leader. We were broadcasting him last year, and he's just he's he's only a junior, right? I believe so. 
but he just looked like junior. One of the, he he looked like one of the veterans out there last year as a sophomore. Like he he was just such a fun player to watch. And we mentioned earlier in this broadcast, Kyrie Jenner leaving, and he's someone's gonna have to fill that role of just someone that can always put buckets up in clutch moments. And he is that player that's gonna be doing that for the Golden Bears this season. I mean, he's just so such a fun player to watch. Um, probably my MVP for Kutztown this year. Yeah, absolutely. He's definitely one of the big leaders that Kutztown does return. Um, so, I mean, they do look to him a lot to um, make some of these big plays. But, I mean, with him, it just seems like the moments, the moments he, he never gets, I would say, phased by these moments. No, he, and, and he's a, he always plays hard. I mean, I... Yeah, we we talked last year how before the end of last season, Kutztown was pretty. They were struggling throughout most of the yeah. season. So most games they'd be losing near the end of the game, or it was just it was just always tight games. You know, Kutztown never had that one game where they just would blow somebody out. So it was always close. You always had to fight for every point you would get. And Jalen Bryant would always be that one player that would would give it his all every single possession of the basketball. And I, I that's what I really love about him as a player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he is one of those leaders. We talked about him numerous times on our broadcast. But, um, James, hate to take another quick break, but we unfortunately do. But coming up on the flip side of this traffic report, our football discussion right here on the radio voice of Kutztown University, or Kutztown, stay with us. No accidents in the Lehigh Valley on 22 or 78, Berks County on 222 or 422, Schuylkill County on 209 or 309, Carbon County on 248 or 443 or on the Turnpike. For the latest traffic information, download the 69 News Traffic app or go to WFMZ.com. Welcome back to the radio voice of Kutztown University Cable. Kutztown, more specifically, the Bears beat. I'm Josh Too. And I'm James Munster. And we got... Mitchell Smedley joining us here on the show. What's going on, guys? What's Thanks up? For, Thanks for the warning, Josh. <laughs> how you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm uh, very happy after that win. So I we'll get into it. I, I don't know. Like, oh, oh, you're talking Kutztown's win. I thought you were talking like Philadelphia Eagles win. Oh, that as well, man. Go Birds! I, I'm wearing my Fly Eagles fly shirt. I see, like. This isn't even Kutztown discussion, but just after every single win for the Philadelphia Eagles, my hate for them just keeps growing and growing. Welcome right. to my life with the Cowboys, man. I I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, that's just how it works. But They ruined my tradition of uh, seeing them lose on Thanksgiving. But let's get back into Kutztown, man. I know you guys were just talking basketball. I mean, w- I mean, what a weekend. Yeah. What a weekend. I mean... What a whirlwind. I um, mean, it, it, was, it definitely was. I felt like I was on an emotional roller coaster. Of emotions, because I mean, at at the four minute mark in the fourth quarter, I I said to myself, "It's over, it's over." I said, "There's no way they come back." You're down by you're you need 15 to win with four minutes left to go. That's almost half of what they have gone the whole game at that point. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you yeah. you're you're asking them, you're asking your team to come up with 15 points with four minutes left to go, and I mean, it really started with the kickoff from Charleston, and I mean. I know, I know you two guys were uh, watching the game. Um, I was getting some score updates. You want to know something sad? I was actually uh, – so I wasn't able to make the trip up to uh, the little watch party, um, you know, hanging out with some family for one more day. The schedule just didn't work out for it. Yeah. Uh, I was actually in the shower when the whole comeback took place. So it was 31-17. Are you serious? 31-17, got out of the shower, 
And uh, the first thing I saw was the Discord messages from Abby saying that we won. I was like, how the hell did that happen? So I called huh. Jack and, and got the lowdown. What a comeback, though. I mean, um, to be shut down, fairly fairly shut down on offense. You know, 17 points isn't nothing. Uh, it's more than either of Kutztown's last two opponents had scored. But the real the real difference between this and the, and the two previous games, the high-stakes games, was our, our defense actually gave up points this time, but our offense rallied late, and that became null and void. And, I mean, you're talking about a, a defense that gave up 7 and then 14, then jumps to 31, and to be able to respond to that, right? Because if the defense had allowed the same number of points, that 17 might win you a game or two. But needing those scores late, and, and the thing that stuck out to me, and then I'll let you guys jump in on this, sorry. Um, no, that's okay. All three phases of the team contributed. Offense, obviously, two touchdowns. Daryl Davis-McNeil, Judd Novak, each scored, right? Defense got uh, a key stop between the drives, and then a uh, you know they held them to that long field goal, which came up short. And then the special teams, right? That long touchdown run. Or not touchdown run, I'm sorry, that long kick return. And then the, uh, you know, pressuring the field goal enough, making being enough of a factor to, to have them hurry it and, and it comes up short. All three phases contributed in multiple ways. That is a team win where you don't just point to the offense and say, our offense was awesome, that's why we won. Um, no, you can say offense, defense, special teams, every single one of those guys in maroon and gold should be ecstatic about this win. I think you said it perfectly, Mitch. I really did. I mean, you, the, there wasn't one aspect of the team that did not contribute in some way or another. And, you, and I, I just want to kick it off by saying this. I mean, we said all season long that if Kutztown makes it far, it's going to be through their defense. I think we should take back that statement. I think you should. They be- can win in multiple ways. Yes, and absolutely. And I Yeah, 100%. And we talked about this last week when they beat Virginia Union. They destroyed in all three phases of the game with offense dominating, putting up 30-plus points in like the first half, defense shutting down Virginia Union to not even letting them get a first down in like the first quarter and mm-hmm. of course the punt block for a touchdown like they've just been dominating yeah. that was the lightning rod in that game exactly like we it, have to take back that statement of defense for Kutztown is winning them these games and saying all three aspects of Kutztown's game is getting them through to victory I think it's interesting you always any team that's winning they're always like it's a team win team win we say that as broadcast oh the whole team could you but you can point to massive plays by all three phases of this team. It's not just, yeah, everyone contributed. It's here's how everyone contributed in these massive ways when it matters the most. Uh, really a fascinating team and, and can't say enough about it. You know, obviously the defense looked a little overpowered for most of the game, uh, but they buckled down when it mattered. So I'll transition the conversation to this. How you guys, um, how you guys see this rematch in Slippery Rock going? Oh, I... I I I'm I'm I have a positive light on it. I I'm I'm excited for it. Me too. I, I I think I think you know a lot of the the um conversation, you know, why Kutztown won that or or you know what I heard was, well, I mean, you had the home field advantage. Now let's take Stop. that. Stop. Stop. Typically I hear that home field advantage is like a 3-point swing. They won that game. By 24, and the last touchdown shouldn't even count. Exactly. They right. dominated that game. This is a team they know they can beat. They just beat three weeks ago. Are we to suppose that, sure, I, I think the Kutztown that lost to Assumption week one is different than the Kutztown we're looking at. Now, that was a similar-looking Kutztown team. This team has looked good three straight weeks. They're not going anywhere. No. So Slippery Rock, they're going to have to scheme different. And look, it's going to be a game of adjustments. After that, that opening, you know, twenty-four point difference in this in this set of teams. How does each team respond? I don't think 
Slippery Rock is able to do enough to change such a dominating outcome. Uh, I have Kutztown winning this. James, I'm interested in your thoughts. I mean, you mentioned how Kutztown has been hot the past three games, dominating three ranked opponents, which is which yeah. is the most consecutive uh, ranked wins in Kutztown history. But 30-plus points on three ranked opponents in a row. It's insane. But how about this? They're on an 11-game win streak, which is the franchise record for most uh, consecutive, consecutive wins. wins. Gotcha. So you could say they're one of the hottest teams in the entire country. Well, they are. And I don't see that's slowing down. I mean... There's only eight teams w- left in the country. I will give Sleepy Rock a break and say it probably won't be as big of a blow. I mean, as a Kutztown fan and student, I'm hoping it yeah. is, but highly doubt it will be. I think Slippery Rock definitely makes some changes to their game to make it at least a closer game than it was um, during the PSAC championship. But the way that we just handled our business against them and the way we just played so physically and with so much passion and heart, it's just, I think the difference between us and them is that we want it more. And especially with all the drama going on, I don't think we'll get into it. Um, no. But that is going to add another factor into this game, which will just push us ahead. Well, the drama is interesting. It is it is a factor, right? We have seen uh, a couple players on take to social media. Is that in their head a little bit? But y- you saw, um, I think what you saw last time was a slippery rock that came in. They were number one in the region at the current time. They were ranked number one. Kutztown was down around number five. And you're right. You saw a number five seed that wanted it more, and maybe Slippery Rock got lackadaisical, and, and then Kutztown obviously jumped them in the rankings. Both teams have won their their two games to get to this point. So, you know, props to Slippery Rock. They've rebounded, but is it enough to take down the beast that already got them once this season in the PSAC championship? And like that's my point. I I, I definitely do agree with that. I mean. Kutztown knows exactly what Slippery Rock is going to bring. I mean, it's not like, you know, they're going to change it a little bit, but not much. I mean, what, what's been working for them all season long is the pass attack of Braden Long, and we've, we sure. saw, we saw Braden Long all all day long when he came here. We saw Braden Long get shut down when he was here. Bro. It, absolutely we did. And, I mean, the biggest question I have is, when Braden Long is playing his best game, how much damage can he really do? And that's that's the question I pose. So I think there's going to be a lot of keys to the game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, gentlemen, unfortunately, it is the 40-minute mark, so we do have to take a quick break. But coming up, more Golden Bear Athletic discussion. Talking all things football, previewing the Super Region 1 Championship. Coming up after this break, you're listening to the Bears Beat right here. On the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR, stay with us. You're listening to the Bears Beat right here on KUR 1670 AM, the radio voice of Kutztown University, KUR Kutztown. I'm Josh Two. Yes, and you I'm are. James Munster. Yes, you are. And I'm Mitchell Smedley. Special guest. Self-proclaimed. Special guest of Heavy Hitters coming on right after this. I'm a co-host of Heavy Hitters. Co-host. Yeah, that's right. So why don't you quit your yapping? No, <laughs> well, I called you a host. Isn't host better than co-host? No, you said special guest. You oh. Did, you did say special guest. My, I'm like, that's my show, boy. My bad. Get out of here. Nah, it's great to be with you guys on a victory Monday for Kutztown Golden Bears Absolutely. Football. It's great to be here with, y- with you, you two guys. By the way, still living in my head is the uh, Field Hockey National Championship. Oh, I'm no. Still d- thinking about that. No d- no doubt about that. That was a that was a, 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 a statement. Yep, a statement Just win for that program. A statement win, and they're going to run it back next year. Bold oh, prediction. Oh yeah, I think yeah. so. No doubt about it. No doubt about Got it. Got those will. queens over there. I mean, it, 
they're returning nine of eleven. I mean, if they don't, I mean that's that's shocking. That's would, the crazy part. Only two seniors, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you're only I mean, two two very impactful seniors, but still returning nine of eleven. Yeah. I mean, nine players are only going to improve, right? Nine yeah. players are improving on your team. That's that's one way to fill the holes. Yeah. So. And and I mean that that's exactly what it comes down to. But uh, I just want to pose a, a quick question, to you guys. So you're not I, allowed to do that. So. Okay. All right. Um, so, looking at this Charleston game, I mean, what what are a couple plays that we can pinpoint Kutztown getting back in the game? What are a couple of situations that we can look to? I would say the first one... It's the, the kick return. Oh, yeah. The kick return was the, the biggest one. But I would say there was more momentum propelled even way before that. I would say, I would say when... I mean, the, there were a couple of key stops where, I mean, it was just a matter of inches that Kutztown, you know, held strong on defense that ultimately put your offense back out on the field. But, I mean, looking through that third and fourth quarter, I mean, Kutztown's offense controlled. They did. They 100% did. Well, Kutztown mostly stalled out for a while there in the middle portions of the game. Yeah, I would scored the seven on, what was it, the opening drive. Yep. And then they scored two touchdowns in the last four minutes. I mean... Between those two points, there's only 10 points scored. So I'd say it was actually, you know, well, for most of the game, it was actually a defense keeping them in it. So no, I was just about to say, there was that long period in the middle of the fourth quarter where that Charleston that, had the ball for eight minutes. Yeah. They, and it was in our inside, inside of our t- 10, 20 yard line for like. Yeah, they were in the red a zone. A long time. And, and it was just penalty after penalty oh after. My. And yeah, it all I mean, started with that roughing the punt call. What, what were your thoughts on that, Josh? I I don't, I don't think it was rough. I the don't know about. I I didn't agree. So it but, started with the rough. But so, the punt. but but I just want to pose this point to you real quick. When you're an official, I mean, you're in this high stakes game, asked to make a call like just like that, quicker than you can. That's uh, your job, though. But it's your job. I mean, humans aren't perfect, though. So sometimes you make mistakes. It's about how you how you adapt it's your resilience i would say that makes you a strong team and now i think that's what makes Kutztown a strong team they didn't let it they didn't let it end them they I, exactly they, they kept fighting and fighting exactly. and that's what was so amazing at this game even when it was inside their like five yard line they kept fighting knowing if they let him in here it's basically over and they held them to just a field goal and the rest is history it's it's a major point it's a major part of the game oh um, yeah as you're saying so are you so i know that we commented that this really isn't um all parts of the team victory the last couple weeks here. Uh, are you guys looking toward the offense or defense more so to, to guide them to a victory against Slippery Rock? So I think well, what I what I always say is defense defense needs to limit limit possession of time from Slippery Rock to keep offense on the field. I think it's almost um, an interlocked relationship that defense needs to step up so they can keep offense on the field, right? So we saw in that Slippery Rock game I mean, offense controlled time and possession. There was no question they didn't. So, I think. So I, I think that's an interesting question, and it's it might be a little bit of a confusing answer simply because I think there's I think all three phases of the game, like you said, with offense, defense, and special teams, all need to step up and and have a have a have a big game simply because I mean it's the stakes are even higher now. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean we. I'm so sorry to cut you off, but um, just one, just 
we talked about that slippery rock game. There was a lot riding on this on that game. This game, there's a there's even more riding on it. I mean, it's at this point, it's win or go home. That slippery rock game, we we knew we would get in either way. I think this game, it's win or go home. It is win or go home. It's been that All way. Of them have been for the you last don't say, do weeks, you, buddy? Jack's here, by the way. Yeah, I, I I heard Jack. Hi, Jack. How, how you doing? Good. How you guys doing? Good. Great. Jack just decides to show up late. I showed here? up. Hey, look, this is my time. Four forty-seven. Like the Kutztown time. Golden Bears, it's better late than never, right? So, Absolutely. Fifteen points in the last four minutes. We so, so clue me in on what you've what you've been talking about. We're talking right now that the discussion is uh, we well. So where this stemmed from was we're talking about how the last two weeks we're talking about how all three phases have contributed greatly to the success of the team. You can point to multiple plays for uh, offense, right? The two touchdowns, the drives at the end, uh, the defense um, forcing the three and out, and then forcing the. Uh, long field goal attempt, and then the special teams, right? The long kick return, and then you know pressuring to cause the field goal to come up short. Um, similarly to the uh, Virginia Union game, offense pure domination, defense held them to 14 points, and then the blocked punt for seven points, right? So all three phases are contributing. We're saying, what are you looking for to guide this team against Slippery Rock? Look, offense or defense? Um, more so. I know all three are going to have a say, but what more so? Look, I mean, you dominated this team defensively last time out, right? You held them right. seven points. Their game plan was to keep underneath, kind of burn you with checkdowns, put their playmakers in space, and let them go to work. They weren't able to do that because Long wasn't able to get those guys the football consistently in space uh, to, to be able to go out and make plays. Look, obviously this time around is going to be different than it was three weeks ago. It's not, not just because of where the game's being played. So Brock's going to make some adjustments. They also have a lot of momentum rolling in, beating two high-quality opponents, East Stroudsburg, who we saw earlier this year. They just went on the road and beat the one seed in this region, Tiffin. Super Rock's an incredible football team. You can't discount what they've done all year. They've lost just one game, and that's been to the Golden Bears. It's going to be a primetime fight. It's going to be a heavyweight battle, uh, and I'm so looking forward to it. Uh, I'm really interested to see what Slippery Rock adjusts offensively. Whether they like, to, you know, whether they want to take some more deep shots uh, with Long to these talented receivers. Kutztown did a great job locking down their top receiver last time out. Kyle Sheets was a border was pushing a thousand receiving yards on the regular season going into that into the, into the conference championship game. He had one catch. Um, I think I believe uh, in the fourth quarter just to get him. He actually had a touchdown as well, but he was held to no catches through the end of the third quarter, uh, and he got them on the board with their long touchdown in the fourth quarter. It was incredible. We we, we locked down their top playmaker. Kutztown knows how to bring the heat. This is a team who's obviously peaking. We've mentioned the strengths, offense, defense, special teams, but I'm looking specifically at the defense, who's been the backbone of this team all year long. James. Yeah, that was an amazing way to put it, Jack, but I honestly think it all depends on the offense. We saw this offense um, exploit the Slippery Rock defense like the whole game, and it started with like two drives right to the one-yard line. Of course, they stopped us on the one-yard line off a tush push the first drive down, but we found a way right back in. And it it it, it all started about all three phases. By the way, started to cut you off. Offense gets you down there. Defense holds, keeps the field position game in order, and then the uh, the special teams, you know, pressures. It was a short kick and a little bit of a return set up a, a short field for the offense once again. So that was yeah. Even that little micro part of the game was all three teams uh, contributing. Yeah. So thanks for saying that. But this all leads into my biggest statement: is that Judd Novak really didn't have to put up anything clutch in this game. And I I love J- Judd Novak as a player, but his stat line for that game wasn't too great. It was all led by Daryl Davis McNeil. They just kept ground running the rock with him. And I think that is the biggest part of this game is that I want to see if Daryl Davis McNeil can run the ball as well as he did in the PSAC championship game. I think Slippery Rock is going to come in with a more defensive plan against the run. We saw Kutztown just run it down their throats with Daryl Davis McNeil and a bunch of QB draws with Judd Novak. 
We never really had to see Judd throw the ball in clutch moments because he's still a young quarterback. He still makes those mistakes as a redshirt freshman. We saw the pick six against Charleston, which was a game-flipping play last game. And I, I just really hope Judd Novak, if he has to throw in crucial moments later down the game, is he going to be able to make those throws? Any thoughts on what I just said? Yes. Um, I disagree. Mitch, I disagree. Mitch, real quick. Yeah. Oh, you got a notebook? I do, actually. Okay, well, go for it, buddy. Attention KU community. Want KUR at your event? No problem. Go to www.stand.edu slash KUR. Find live events remotes. Read the reminders and fill out the form. Our promotional director or an eboard member of KUR will reach out to ASAP. An important reminder about events is that KUR needs at least three weeks' notice to even consider your event. No exceptions. This message is brought to you by the radio voice of Kutztown University, KOR Kutztown. Flawless, Josh. Thank you. Um, yeah, so the one thing I'm going to say, um, James, is that I actually think that those first two drives for Kutztown, I think do qualify as clutch uh, situations for Novak. And what I liked about the offense of Kutztown is I kind of talked about it on our on our broadcasts during the game and, and in pregame, is Judd Novak did exactly what I wanted. The, the play calling was exactly what I wanted. Throw the ball, you know, down the field a little bit to start some drives, and it backed the defense off. And that's why you saw David Daryl Davis McDale be so effective, is because the defense couldn't just crash the box. Uh, you know, there was like an eighteen-yard pass to Makai Gibson. There was uh, passes to Ravenel. Remember, the, uh, the touchdown was scored after a, a fourth down complete, or I think it was a penalty that was drawn on a fourth down uh, play where they threw the ball down the field. Uh, there were several fourth and longs. Remember, I know we talked to the uh, to Judd Novak about this in our post game interview where it was part of their play call to go for it on 4th and longs. They converted like 4th and 12s, 4th and 8s in the middle stages of that game that really put it out of reach. So I think that he actually has been clutch. I think the pick 6 was a a rare mistake. He's Like you've said, he's thrown a couple mistakes. But I actually I think getting the tone set was one of those clutch things because Slippery Rock is one of those teams that can suffocate you if they get ahead. And I think it was important for Kutztown to score first, and his throwing enabled that to happen. I definitely... Do do agree with that? It it does certainly look like you know he he just every week. I don't know if you guys notice this. He looks comfortable every week. He, he genuinely does, and I I think that is something. And you know, just to add on to your point about that inter um, throwing that um, pick. I mean, he's only had eight or eight interceptions on the season, so that that truly is a rare sight for him. And I mean, you know, it's it's you know even Coach Clemens in the post game interview did say you know there's probably going to be a couple plays that Judd wants back and that is going to be one of them but overall I I thought he played um close to a perfect game but gentlemen we got about six minutes left in the show our picks for the game uh recapping last week um how I I went two for two Jack you went two for two as well correct yes I I chose Kutztown and Slipper Rock I chose Tiffin. I'm not gonna lie. I think me and James chose Tiffin. Okay, yeah. so it was a, it was a split. Yeah, split. Okay, and I I mean I tr- I I do I did understand um you know the Tiffin pick. Tiffin was a good team. Absolutely, I'm not mad about it. You know, uh, I'm I I'm it, glad we got Slippery Rock. I am as well. I was just definitely hoping that Slippery Rock would win. Um, but I mean, looking at this game, I mean, it's just, I mean, I have Quitstam winning, hands down. I mean, they they just. They look strong. I mean, you know, now we go out to Slippery Rock to take them on for the rematch. You know, it's 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 going to be a fun game, but I have Kutztown winning. Yeah. score. Give I us got, a score, Josh. Yeah, what's your score prediction? Okay, so I certainly don't think it's going to be a 31-7 to game. No doubt about it. I think 31-28. Hmm. 
So I'll, I'll go next. I also have Kutztown. I think the offense has shown it can be consistent, and I think that it has a game plan that can work against this uh, defense. I think that Slippery Rock will make some offensive adjustments. I mean, Kutztown played just near a perfect defensive game last time. Yeah. I, I think it's hard to replicate that level of, of success. I think they still will have success. I see Kutztown winning, not as great of a margin, but I still have them by 13. I got Kutztown 30-17. to 17. Wow. James? Wow. Of course I'm taking Kutztown here. Yeah, yeah, let's go. No bias at all. But, um, yeah, a truly sensational performance in the PSAC Championship. I think it's definitely a closer game, like Josh said. I'm going to say Kutztown wins it 26-23. I like the boldness of a 26, right? Like, not a normal I, number. I like I, that. No, because you know what? Field goals galore. Dawson Evitz, um, yeah. he went to my high school. You know, Schuylkillhaven alumni, got to respect him. But yep. he does miss here and there. I think he misses an uh, extra pointer. So, okay. you know, those tough pressure. But th- that's not going to lose gonna you the cold, game. It's going to be cold, you know? It's going to be cold. I say 26-23, 26-24, somewhere in that range. It's a close battle. I like that. Good pick. Jack. These two teams have been known to play some nail biters in the recent past. Yes. And I'm going to go with that again. I think the PSAC title was a bit of an outlier. Kutztown dominated. Don't get me wrong. It was a great showing. But I think it's going to get back to what we've seen between these two teams uh, in past years. Dating back to 2017, the final scores between these two teams, 42-34. 37 35 in the PSAC title in 2019. That went the way of Slippery Rock. 2021, we got some revenge winning 38 32. And last year, in a regular season battle to end the year, we beat them 23 21. So we've won three in a row against these guys. I'm going to go with Kutztown to win it. I'm going to go 35 to 31. A bit of more high wow. scoring wow. than last time. I think these offenses are going to be out and about. I know I mentioned Kutztown's defense is the key, but I think Slippery Rock's going to find some more success offensively than they did last time. Uh, they're going to change some things up. It, football is a game of adjustments. Uh, Slippery Rock will make the adjustments accordingly, uh, but not enough to be able to win this game. Golden Bears win it 35-31. I'm going to go with a defensive score in there, too. Bold prediction. I'm going to go with a pick six. Wow. Okay. okay. I like it. I like it. So, do, Jack, with that, as, uh, or just an overall question, so I'm the only one that has more than a four points. Do we do we crazy. do we think special teams gets a touchdown? No, oh, no, no. I don't think special teams get a touchdown. Look, they made a big play last week. Is it possible to make a big play? Sure. They've two straight weeks: block, punt, touchdown, kick, return, down to the one yard line from Stephen Burkhart. Um, and not to mention, too, I mean, they had two of those as well. I mean, in that Charleston game, you had two two uh, kickoff returns that I mean, yeah, and Sir Thomas got us down yeah. to ten. Almost, yeah. Thomas yeah. got us down to the ten before uh, that's a good. seven-yard touchdown pass. That's a good field position right there. So, um, no, I think the defense is going to make a play in this game, uh, and ultimately it could be the defining one. Um, you know, I'm not going to try to put my exact stamp of when it's going to happen in the game, but I'm going the defensive touchdown. Uh, we got a pick last week uh, from Adoga late, uh, which was key. I think the defense is going to make make Braden Long pay. CJ uh, CJ Brown got a pick last time. In fact, we forced. Uh, three interceptions from Mr. Long in the PSAC title. I think we're going to get another one in this game. It's going to be a big-time big time pick and a big-time play for the defense. That's gotcha. a, I like that. I, like I, that. I do, too. That's a that's a bold prediction, but I, I like it. I like gotta, it a lot. you got to think that the first quarter is going to be very important for Kutztown to weather because these – I mean, Slippery Rock is going to come in having gotten the brakes beat off them by this Golden Bears football team. They're going to have some vengeance on their mind. let that happen. And they're going to want to get off to a fast start at home with their with their fans there. Yep. And they're going to want to set the tone early. Off. We, we choke that off. You got it. We set the tone early last time. They're going to want to set the tone early this time around. Good sound, like Mitch mentioned beautifully. 
weather the storm, keep it close through the first quarter. You give yourself a shot the rest of the way. Thanks for having us on, guys. Appreciate it. As always, appreciate it. Thank heavy you. hitters coming up. Thank next. you. Thank you for coming on, guys. And once again, listen to heavy hitters coming up five to seven. This is it for the Bears beat from Josh Toot and James Munster. Thanks for listening.